Hello everyone, I'm Shruti Kamathi, podcast host. Welcome back to yet another episode of season 2 of the podcast. In case you're new here, I would highly recommend you listen to the introduction episode. And to others, welcome back. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Stories of Infosec Journeys and on Twitter at Infosec Journeys. Today with us, we have Abhijit. He heads the AppSec practice at Big Commerce and is an adjunct professor and a mentor. He is a security enthusiast in the field of penetration testing, application, mobile infrastructure security. He believes in the need for more security awareness and responsible disclosures. He was fortunate to find a few vulnerabilities with Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Microsoft, eBay, Dropbox, etc. Previously has spoken at Defcon, Black Hat, OASP, AppSec USA, KuCon, Secure 2018 Poland, CISO Summit and several other events. Welcome to the podcast, Abhijit. Uh, in your own words, uh, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Hi, Shruti. How's it going? And uh, hello, everyone who is listening to this podcast. My name is Abhijit Dukinapedi. So I do AppSec slash cybersecurity related stuff. I've been uh, working on cybersecurity for like last 10 to 12 plus years. Obviously, I enjoy what I do. That's why I've been doing it for so long. And um, there, there are so many stories that I'll share throughout the entire podcast. But uh, other than cybersecurity, I'm also a tech nerd, just like most of the people in the industry. I think uh, uh, you talk about, uh, I don't know, AI or robotics, or you talk about Web3 related stuff. These stuff kind of excite me. It, sometimes like it'll get me out of the bed and you talk about digital marketing or product design. Those are the other non-cyber related stuff that gets me excited too. I, I'm based out of Sydney, Australia, but uh, I've grown up in Hyderabad, which is in India. I obviously enjoy going back to India from time to time and um, obviously miss the food. Like Just like every other Indian who is living outside of India, that's one thing I miss the most. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about myself. So do you miss the biryani, Abhijit? I do miss the biryani and uh, I've, I've gone into like several arguments where people try to tell me veg biryani is not biryani. And I try to tell them there's a difference between pulao and biryani and veg biryani is biryani. I've, 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 I've been tired. I feel like I should create a YouTube rant and tell explain people the difference between pulao and veg biryani. But uh, yes, that's that's one thing I miss the most. Oh, yeah, you should totally do that. Uh, by the way, I think the same too. So maybe you should do like a YouTube video where you explain about it. All right. Thank you so much uh, for that lovely introduction about yourself. Uh, so uh, I know you've been in the industry for a while, right? So what is that actually got you started uh, in InfoSec? Like, how did you find your calling and when did that happen? Was it an accidental uh, thing or was it a conscious choice? And how was your exploration journey? That's a good question. It's 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 accidentally conscious decision is what I would like to say. So when I was 14 in my ninth or 10th standard there used to be an online game called pokemon creator and the, it was like the pre-website php version of pokemon go the app that most people use right now and the whole aim of the game is like you catch pokemon you um you get you get points and you become one of the best trainers in the country or like in the world um i was unfortunately playing the game a lot and uh, as, as a part of playing the game, I was lucky enough to be like one of the top 100 trainers or whatever. One day, someone sent me an email saying there's this new feature in the website. And to test that, they wanted me to click on a link, which I did. And you all know where the story is heading. Obviously, I got fished and someone stole my username and password. And then they hacked all my Pokemon. As a ninth or 10th class student who was like 14, 15, 
my Pokemon were the most precious things I had in my life. So I cried a lot. And then I was, I didn't know what to do. And then I went on Google and searched for what is hacking. Cause someone told me I got hacked. And then I guess that's where it started. Like I, I started like learning a bit more. I learned that the website was built on PHP. So I may or may not have hacked into the person who hacked me and then got my Pokemon back. And then um, I, I, it started as fun. It started as something that you learn about like computer techniques and stuff. But then I started realizing how serious impact that it has on people. Because um, I remember when it was when I was doing, when I still didn't get into my engineering, like someone came to me and they were like, oh God, like someone hacked my Yahoo account. And uh, again, this kind of shows my age. This was the time when Yahoo Messenger was a thing and uh, you going into Yahoo rooms and uh, chatting with random people was was like, I don't know, like dropping into Instagram DMs now. I feel like that's, now today's generation kids probably wouldn't understand. So um, that's where my journey started. Um, and when I joined my engineering, I started telling a couple of my friends that, hey, um, there's something called phishing or there's something called keylogger. And, and like someone told one of my professors and one of my professors was like, ah, this is so good. Like, do you want to share your knowledge and give like a class or something like that? And then, yeah, I gave my first workshop, which was obviously a big hit because uh, this was this was in 2009. So there were not a lot of college students who were talking about cybersecurity. So someone told some newspaper article and the Hindu wrote an article. So it, it started blowing up very quickly. And that's when I realized it's not just something I did for fun, but it can be a career. And then that's where uh, that's where I got into the industry. I started going to engineering colleges. First, I used to do for free. Then people started paying me. And at, at a point, I actually paid my fourth year engineering fee completely just by the workshops that I used to give in engineering colleges. So uh, wow. that was pretty cool for me because as a 20, 21 year old kid, like I was like, oh, cool. Like I paid all my college fee by giving 10 workshops in one year. So uh, what was also cool was like, I used to go to engineering colleges and I'm a skinny bloke. Uh, I used to be skinny back then too. So people used to see me get out of the car and then they used to look for who Abhijit was because they thought I was an assistant to the speaker or something like that because I look like a small child, not necessarily like a trainer, which which obviously created a bit of trauma back in the day. But like it, 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 it taught me a lot because if they don't expect a lot from you, the moment you start sharing knowledge, I feel it has a bigger impact because students have lesser expectation. And because you're also a student, students used to like get connected to me more than, I don't know, like a 40, 50 year old person coming and trying to teach InfoSec. So yeah, that's, that's how I started. Never looked back. Like I said, I enjoy what I do. Most days I wake up with the excitement of, you know, what my day is going to look like. So yeah, I think that keeps me going. Wow, that, that's been quite a journey, man. I had no idea about this. This is so cool. It's, it's an, I, I look back and it brings a smile on my face too because like it's something that I enjoyed and I'm happy that it turned into a career because like 2008, 2009, cybersecurity was not really an industry. Yeah. Like there, like being an infosec analyst or security analyst wasn't really a thing. There were very hand few of people uh, in India who were doing this. So I was, I was lucky enough to be, you know, inspired or, you know, learn from those who are doing it and then kind of take it that way yeah true true i think uh it's started picking up only after 2014 or 2015 onwards yeah. 
until then uh, infosec was a very new thing in india True. i think so too. yeah 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 it's been quite an interesting journey i should say so I, i'm like really amused by your story again i think i should thank the the person who stole my pokemon i guess otherwise maybe i would have become a gamer or or just got into the whole world of pokemon i don't know like i, I don't know what i would have become but uh, uh, i guess thanks to the person who hacked me i'm i've been able to like you know talk about hacking teach so many people about hacking i, I would have trained more than like 10000 students given like more than 100 talks across the globe right now i i think i enjoy speaking giving at conferences because it challenges me one thing i enjoy about speaking is like when i'm when i when i need to present in front of an audience you prepare more because you want to make less mistakes and you start challenging yourself to be the best version of yourself in that 45 minutes to 1 hour and that challenge is something that i enjoy about speaking in conferences or uh, at various events all right all right so uh, why don't you like you know tell us a little bit about what your learnings have been while you've been working in this industry i'm sure since it's been a long time uh you would have a lot of insights to share with us yeah um i think one thing that has remained constant is like you need to adapt to what the industry is expecting from you like it it is one of those industries which where you constantly have to learn and grow or do more research the research doesn't have to be either too technical or it doesn't have to be too in depth but it has to be something that's fulfilling for you for example when i started doing cyber security i thought i was the, one of the best cyber security people in the entire planet and i was like one of the coolest hackers but the more you learn the more you learn that you actually don't know anything and that's been one of the most insightful things and the thing with cyber security is like it's it's like it's like you walk into an ice cream store right like and you want to eat every ice cream you want to do research on like every cyber security industry like appsec or malware analysis or reverse engineering or mobile security whatever new thing that comes out you want to do a research but we are also human beings and we can only do so much another learning that i've had is like it's okay to have a specialization and keep working on that specialization and it's okay not to be an expert of multiple areas of cybersecurity and uh, most people today who work in cybersecurity are able to identify their specialization and if you are someone who want to get into cybersecurity i think that's a great way to look into it is like you know find your specialization start working towards it and automatically i think we can start cherishing in what we do um another great thing i have learned is like sometimes cybersecurity can be the whole industry can be like a little bit more demanding like it can get into like the pressure can get into you especially when you're trying to you know sign off a security review or when you're trying to say hey this is secure and you want to sign your name against it especially with all the new compliances laws rules and regulations that have come there is more legal aspect to the whole industry than what it was 10 to 12 years ago like probably if you talk to some of the old school hackers they started it for fun and they started it purely for the love of technology but now it's not just technology right like this uh, compliance there's like government regulations there's laws that we need to follow so that sometimes i feel like the nuances add a little bit of pressure into what we are doing and uh, i've learned to like sometimes take a step back and then let things take their natural motion and like not to be too disappointed if i'm not able to you know be be successful in a project that i'm working on etc so those have been like some of my major learnings 
True. So I think I agree with you on the part that, you know, where uh, it's important that you figure out your uh, specialization because I remember when I started out as well, that was quite a challenge for a lot of us where we were like, which uh, domain do you get into or which is something that is going to be good or should you be doing like everything? Uh, so that's mm-hmm. kind of been a constant challenge. And um, I think that's the advantage of folks who uh, are getting into cybersecurity now have that mm-hmm. they, need, they can understand. I mean, or there are people to tell them that, you know, hey, it's it's fine. You don't have to do everything. Uh, just pick a specialization and go about it. Or like, you know, you can experiment and then decide on something and you don't have to do everything. Right. So I, yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And especially like um, I know I've been following your journey from past few years, too. And it's, it's interesting how you have also evolved yourself. Right. Like I've seen you uh, giving talks in conferences. You were one of the first uh, female speakers in some of the conferences. And I take the privilege to say you you are you're kind of a role model for a lot of women in infosec especially in india right and you're trying to create this awareness saying it's not just like one kind of representation that needs to be in infosec but it's for everyone anyone can get into the industry etc and i feel like that's one of your niche areas that you have recognized shruti and and, and obviously i want to congratulate you for that and all the stuff that you're doing but it's one of those things i feel like a journey that most cybersecurity people go through and once you go through that journey and understand what your niche is it's it's more fulfilling than just randomly doing anything that comes to you. True, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for your kind words, Abhijit. Yeah, and uh, also I think uh, something else that you mentioned on the learning part, right? So being okay that if your projects are not successful, I guess um, I also did go through that phase where, you know, uh, if you did not do something right or something that you did did not work out, then I remember being really hard on myself and I really thought that, you know, uh, this is the end of the world and sort of it's, it's not good to be a failure, but I guess eventually uh, with time, I sort of realized that it's okay. Uh, You don't have to get everything right. And it's okay to fail and um, go in the pace that uh, follows and go with the flow, I would say. So that that really sort of helps. And um, most importantly, it's like, don't be so hard on yourself if you're not able to do something. So I guess that's also been one of my biggest learnings as well. Yeah, I think somehow we start being too hard on ourselves in cybersecurity because there's, there's a lot of emphasis on being successful or like if you're working in the offensive cybersecurity but there's a lot of emphasis of glory in finding a vulnerability right like if you find this magic vulnerability then like there's a lot of glory in it and because there's a lot of glory I feel like somehow there's some inbound pressure to always succeed but I, I guess you may or you talk to anyone who has worked in the industry they'll tell you that we all would have probably failed more times than actually being successful and like create like a successful project and it's it's a part of the whole journey that we all need to learn true true absolutely why don't you talk a little bit about uh, something that you know you've been currently working on or is there any specific work of yours that our listeners need to know i mean since we've been talking about uh, how we have been working in the industry maybe you should talk a little bit about what you're working on currently yeah so in my main job i currently manage an application security team so they're working on mostly e-commerce SaaS related research slash uh, projects um I, I the things that i enjoy the most right now is like bridging gaps between engineering and security teams like building security champion programs or um you know kind of building the right security culture because one thing being in the industry gives you is it gives you the privilege of sharing stories with non-cybersecurity folks. 
And the more stories that you share with North cybersecurity folks, the easier they can learn from you. And the closer the gaps between engineering and like cybersecurity or like cybersecurity and non-cybersecurity folks, the better it is for any company that has a cybersecurity program. So this is something that brings me a lot of joy. So I enjoy talking about building programs or building security teams in companies the right way. I mean, I like to say the right way, but in reality, there's, there's, there's no real right way, but like the right way in a way that, you know, people in the company don't hate the security team. I'm sure we all have heard stories in cybersecurity where like um, in some companies, cybersecurity teams don't have a good culture or like there's a security bully who says I'm from security. So you have to listen to everything that I say, which is not the case, which, which will not allow companies to run. So educating on those things is something that gives me great joy. Um, I also teach at a university here. I've been doing that for like past five years. That gives me great joy uh, because I've been very lucky that some of the students are like way more smarter than me. And most times they ask me questions that I don't have an answer to. So, you know, it kind of puts me on spot. Sometimes I, I shamelessly tell my students, I don't know. Um, so I think that those projects also give me a lot of happiness. I, I kind of semi-retired slash came out of bug bounties. I did a lot of bug bounties since 2014 to maybe at least like 2018, 2019 for about four to five years. I have you know, gone through the whole glory of finding vulnerabilities, going to conferences, getting sponsorships and all that fun stuff. But I've moved towards having a work-life balance now. So I've kind of given up or sacrificed bug bounties. But like what I enjoy right now is like helping companies to build their own bug bounty programs because there's also another side of the bug bounty journey that uh, is quite often not talked about. And building a bug bounty program is actually not that straightforward it takes a lot of effort in a lot of companies. So that's another area or expertise that I enjoy working on. So these are the three areas that I'm currently enjoying working on. And uh, yeah, so mostly around education, mentorship, and uh, uh, doing my own personal research. I, I do want to drop the keyword Web3, but I don't want to get too much into it right now. But yeah, it's something that brings me a little bit of joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. So uh, you mentioned something like, you know, there are times when you have to say shamelessly to your students, I don't know. But I don't think uh, it's being, uh, you know, there's nothing shameful about it, right? Like it's perfectly all right to say that you don't know and you're going to go back and check. Uh, the reason why I'm talking about this is I remember this being like a culture at one point in time, not specifically in cybersecurity, but generally saying I don't know means that, you know, you're not really good at what you do. But uh, that's not truly the case, right? Not everybody can know everything and uh, people have uh, scope for improvement or going back and learning about it because uh, I truly believe or I think this is something that my mentors have told me uh, in the past that the best way to learn is by teaching others. So when you teach more people is when you actually know, oh, there's a lot more for us to learn. So that was something that I kind of wanted to share about. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like you say, the whole there's there's a stigma around shame, and uh, somehow philosophically it goes back into our education system. Like I, I remember in my school or in my engineering, if I asked the professor a question or a doubt, suddenly all my friends used to be like, "Oh, this guy is asking questions," or like some depending on which college you come from, like somehow there's not a big culture of actually asking questions or saying no. Like for example. When was the last, I don't remember a time I said no to a professor when they gave me a project or when they asked me to do something, but that's a, that's a reason we don't say no. And I feel like somehow it took a lot of unlearning for me in like the workforce, because if you're working in a company, you can't say yes to everything. 
like you just can't take all the work and you know you have to learn to say no or you have to learn to like challenge uh, the other person which i think somehow is not necessarily taught in some of the educational backgrounds that we come from and that's where that's something we have to unlearn and that's something i have learned let's say when i moved out of india that's that's one thing that has taught me a bit oh that's good to know so another thing i wanted to ask you you mentioned about bug bounty right i mean bug bounty has always been the topic of discussion in security so so what's what's your view on that like there are some people who are like for and there are some people who are like not okay with the whole idea of bug bounty so what what what's your view on that yeah um i i obviously think bug bounties are great it's it is a good way of one actually rewarding someone who is voluntarily doing security research on your company and two also encouraging people to do the right thing right like rather than selling the bugs in the black market or like trying to do something illegal now you can actually get paid to do the right thing so why choose an avenue that that is not right rather than um you know do do it legally do it properly and be a good good citizen there's a misconception that if you have a bug bounty program you don't need to have any security team or you don't need to run any security program that's wrong bug bounty program should be something that complements what you do in your company it's it should be another added layer but it just doesn't mean you know you run a bug bounty program and your company doesn't need any security that's that's a number one misconception number two misconception from the other side is like you know the glory that bug bounty brings i think a lot of students now just want to do bug bounty which is fine which is great but i think there is a benefit in doing more so i believe there is if you if you go along the path of doing research bounties will automatically come to you because you're learning more about the technology or you're morning learning more about the industry itself but if you're just chasing behind the bounties somehow somewhere you'll stop because like your learning gets limited and you will just start chasing money and that may not drive you enough i'm not saying don't chase the money of course we all need money obviously there are some great stories in india where you know people have made enough bounties to change their life that's that's fantastic but as long as you're thinking about your research and concentrating on the technical job that you're doing i think bounties will automatically follow you that's that's my take on both sides of bug bounties both from someone who manages the bug bounty program but also who has been a researcher previously that's some uh, really interesting insights i would say i totally uh, agree with what you had to tell all right uh, so abhijit uh, since you know um, you've been working with a lot of people and a lot of you know communities why don't you share some of the communities that you've been associated with and what is that you love about them yeah i think one of the best things about working in cyber is, is the communities is the sense of community um if you are trying to do things on your own you learn less at i feel especially in cyber security that's the thing that i've noticed but the moment you become a part of a community or the moment you have friends who can do research with you suddenly your learning grows like exponentially obviously my first community that i got exposed to is null i started with like null hyderabad fun fact i actually knew about null when i was in my engineering and i thought i wasn't capable enough to be a part of just the community or i thought so there's there's this person called omer webdevo um that i used to follow on twitter in my engineering i don't even know who he was i didn't know he was from hyderabad until one day i got to know i went to a null hyderabad meetup and i realized okay webdevo is this person and he's actually from hyderabad so null kind of changed my uh, perspective towards uh, communities and uh, i was lucky enough to 
you know, work with both Hyderabad and Bangalore communities because I lived in both the cities and, uh, you know, make a lot of friends and learn from a lot of people. So that was the first community that introduced me to, you know, the sense of community. The second one that I worked in is when I moved to Sydney, there's, there's a community called Platypus Con. For those who don't know, Platypus is an animal. It's like a duck with two legs. It's an animal that is only available in Australia. It's one of its kind. And a few security researchers were drinking beers in a pub. And then we started a joke saying, what if we started a security community? But let's not call it security. Let's call it some weird name so that nobody knows what we are talking about. And we called it platypus because platypus is an animal. And people, we, we made hoodies with a platypus logo. And people thought we were some um, animal rescue based community but in reality we were like a secret cyber security it was not a secret but like we were like a cyber security community and it was great because it, it introduced me to some of the best researchers in Australia and that was the time when I just moved to Australia so I also wanted to learn more from the locals and meet um, some of the legendary researchers here so that's another community that made me actually it was one of those things that got me an opportunity to teach at the university so that was another you know, nice thing. Um, right now, uh, I work with seg.edu. Seg.edu is, is something that works with various universities, build cybersecurity programs. But yeah, if I'm willing to contribute more, I think I want to contribute towards the need for diversity in cybersecurity purely because I think that's something that I'm very passionate about right now. And I'm not necessarily talking about diversity in terms of race, but mostly uh, in terms of genders and backgrounds, because that's something we as an industry struggle. So anytime that I see any of my friends doing something, it really excites me. And uh, that's why I've been a um, great follower of you, Shruti, because something that you're doing is is really good. And I, I really hope there's a lot more people who come out and like actually share their stories, right? Because the more people share their stories, the more we all learn. And that I think that's why this podcast is also so cool, because like you share people's infosec journey stories. So yeah, I, I can only wish you more success. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think that's actually been my inspiration of starting this as well. I, I don't know if you've heard this story before, but uh, when I was in Nalcon 2020, uh, there was this hacker horror stories event. And it was it was an event uh, which was one of its kind that uh, I think they were trying it out for the first time. Right. So I was there and I could see people sharing their stories and how passionately or, you know, how they were so scared about the whole experience that they went through. And there was this wide range of emotions that I could see on their face. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know uh, storytelling could have such an impact. Right. And then I also had a chat with uh, Bipin about it, where he yeah. also talked to me about the impact of storytelling. And I'm like, yeah, why not like, you know, start something around storytelling? Because uh, usually people connect through stories. Right. So yeah. that'll be such a great way. And um, uh, since InfoSec is now been like a very uh, well-known industry uh, and there are a lot of people who are trying to get into it. So it will be like an inspiration for them uh, learning about other folks' stories. And for people who are talking about their journey, it's also an opportunity to like look back and feel good about their journey, right? So that, that sort of kind of led me to starting this and I'm glad that I've been able to bring in a lot of stories uh, and I've had uh, a lot of listeners reaching out saying how it's been very helpful to them. So I'm glad to know about it. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely listened to a couple of podcasts and uh, one, the good thing is obviously they're very interactive. So that's what makes it good. And it's, it's almost interesting how we all have different paths and suddenly now we're all, we, we have this common goal, right? Like if you ask an average cybersecurity person, what is their goal? They will say, 
making the internet secure or like making things that are working on more secure. So it's interesting to know how people from different paths have come towards this common goal of making things secure. And that's, that's, that's what really good about your stories and podcasts. Yeah, true, true. Thank you so much. So I actually wanted to sort of point out one thing uh, when you talked about the communities, right? Uh, I'm just so glad to know that um, Null was also like a community that had an impact uh, on you because I've spoken to a few other guests as well and uh, including me for all of us, uh, I think Null has played like a huge role uh, as a community in the journey that we have uh, been going through today, right? So I'm just glad to know that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it has a bigger reach right now in India. There's more cities which have a which have this community, and uh, um, obviously, kudos to the folks who have started it, and kudos to all the city moderators. Because as you know, I'm sure you know, I've I've have some experiences running communities is hard. Like it's it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of personal. I'm sure people who have started these communities have sacrificed many movie outings with their friends or missed family lunches and dinners just because they wanted to be uh, in a Saturday 9 a.m. start a workshop or like start a talk and arrange uh, 50 people and like make sure everyone has chai biscuit. So kudos to all the people who have made this possible. And like for me, that's why Null is very inspirational and uh, the folks who have started it. I'm pretty sure I, I owe a lot to them. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The feeling is very mutual. Yeah. True. All right. So uh, in this season, I've actually uh, decided to try something new called the rapid round questions. So more like a one-liner thing. So uh, let's get started on that. Uh, so yeah. if not for InfoSec, right, which is that other profession that you would have chosen and why? Um, there are two professions. I think one I, I think I would enjoy the most is being a local guide, just showing people whichever city I'm in, be it Hyderabad or Obviously, if it was not for InfoSec, I would have been in India. So I think I would have enjoyed showing people Hyderabad or like maybe showing people India, different states, et cetera, different city states. Or the second thing is, as a kid, I always wanted to get on this TV show called Highway on My Plate. I'm not sure if you have heard of it. I'm not sure if any of the listeners have heard of it, but like it's a yeah. TV show where people travel on the highway, eat food and give a review. Yes, that would yes. have been my dream job. Wow, that sounds so interesting. Both of your dream jobs are very interesting, being a local guide and a food reviewer. I think food review is something that I would have done too because it's super cool. You keep getting to try different cuisines. Yeah, absolutely. And and who doesn't love food? So yeah. I know. I know, seriously. All right. So what is it one thing you love about InfoSec and one thing that you dislike or see as a challenge in InfoSec? I think I mentioned earlier, one thing I enjoy is the sense of community. I think once you make some friends that you can do research together, I think that's that's pretty cool. And that will take you a long way in the industry. And the thing I probably don't like about InfoSec is that we have, I think somehow by talking about all the glory that's involved in cybersecurity, we have set a barrier on entry or into cybersecurity. Like for example, a lot of common people think you need some ninja skills or you need to know rocket science to get into cybersecurity. But we working in the industry, we know if you have good analytical skills and if you are able to learn new things and if you're able to challenge assumptions, you can be successful and become a cybersecurity person, right? So the barrier to entry is set extremely high and that is something I don't like about the industry. I don't think I am, I am a scientist or I don't think I'm 
I'm extra special than anyone else who is a specialized person in their own industry. I feel like cybersecurity is for everyone and anyone can get into cybersecurity. And that's one thing I don't like about some of the industry people saying it's very hard or, you know, you can't do it or people can't come into cybersecurity. So I, I don't like it when some people in the industry try to set that barrier extremely high. Yeah, true. I think uh, this is something a few other folks have also spoken, uh, the whole concept of gatekeeping, uh, which kind of makes it hard for uh, people who are interested to start in the industry. I hope it uh, changes. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. So uh, what are some of the latest trends that you see in InfoSec? Obviously, as I mentioned, like depending on how the internet works, like if Web3 actually becomes a thing, I think there is a lot of uh, emphasis on blockchain security. I mean, obviously, as we speak right now, this week, one of the largest uh, crypto exchanges was hacked. And um, obviously, the scam is revealing one step after another. So there is a lot of emphasis on blockchain security. I'm not necessarily saying crypto is going to be the new thing or whatever, but because it's a new technology, there are a lot of unknowns. And anything that has a lot of unknowns, there is a need for cybersecurity. And because there is a lot of unknowns, if we start getting involved early enough, then there is there is a way that we will be able to build this technology in a much more secure way. And also because what the crypto market is like, what, more than 1.3 trillion or 1.5 trillion and anything that has a lot of money, hackers are trying to hack into it. So I feel there is a need for cybersecurity. That's definitely one of the trends. The other trend that I see taking over um, what's going to happen is mostly around biohacking. I'm very curious about what's going to happen around like people mixing genes. I know some countries are already investing a lot of research on it. Um, like for example, right now in, in some countries, I don't want to name the countries, but if you want your child to have blue eyes, brown skin, and blonde hair, you can change the DNA in mother's womb to make sure your child has those characteristics. Now, whether is, this is good for the whole humanity or not, I don't know. But I think that's a space where it's a different specialization in cybersecurity that's going to evolve, if not in our generation, in a couple of generations to come. Wow, I think this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, biohacking is, is going to be interesting and it's something that we all need to watch out for. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, thanks for mentioning about it. All right, Abhijit. Uh, I think with that, I just have like the last question for this uh, episode. So what is your advice to people starting out or to folks already in the industry? I think, I think my point is very simple. As long as you're enjoying what you're doing, keep doing it, but have a balance. Like I, I, I do want to take an opportunity to emphasize on your work-life balance or just mental health. Like, don't get carried away with the whole glory that cybersecurity gives you. Please make sure you also have a life outside of cybersecurity. Like, for example, um, please do some physical exercises or like, please make sure, you know, you are talking to people just outside of the industry, understand what's happening, um, you know, outside of cybersecurity because it indirectly has an impact on your job. Uh, have some hobbies outside of cybersecurity. Just don't get carried away with the whole glory. That's my number one advice. And for people who actually want to get into the industry, there are so many resources right now available and there is no stigma in calling yourself a hacker. Maybe when I was young, I was not necessarily comfortable telling people I'm a hacker. Right now, there is no stigma. So uh, there are plenty of resources. Find your specialization. Find what is the specialization that you want to work on it and stick to it and you know, you could be very successful very soon the moment you start doing it with like a lot of hard work and uh, spend enough time to learn it. Those are my two advices. Otherwise, keep enjoying what you're doing. Do not hesitate to reach out to people. Sometimes people may not respond immediately, but they will respond to you at some point. Having a good mentor is great. I've been very lucky to 
have some amazing leaders that have mentored me throughout my career. So, you know, ask questions, meet people. Um, that's the best way to learn. Thank you uh, for that lovely insight and uh, advice, uh, Abhijit. I think I have to add something to what you mentioned about the glory, right? So a lot of people actually uh, see just the glory part of um, what is available in InfoSec. Uh, and I totally agree, like, just don't fall for that and uh, do what you're doing. And uh, you will definitely figure a way out. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that insight. No, thank you. And thank you for you know, giving me a, an opportunity to share these thoughts and uh, uh, you're doing great, Shruti. I really hope these stories reach more people and inspire more people to come into cybersecurity. Remember, there is no barrier right now to get into cybersecurity. The only barrier is for you to start. The moment you start learning, the moment you decide you want to learn something and start it, like the industry will welcome you with like open arms. All right. Thank you so much, Abhijit, uh, for taking time to be here on this podcast and for sharing your experience with us. Uh, it was lovely having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Good luck. Stay safe. That was it for today, listeners. I hope you enjoyed learning about Abhijit's journey. In case you want to reach out to him, you can find him on Twitter and LinkedIn. I have shared his details in the episode description. Also, you can now leave a review for each episode on the Spotify app. So do let us know what your thoughts are on this episode. And if you are an Apple podcast user, don't forget to leave us a review there. Stay tuned for our next guest. Until then, stay safe and take care.